This is the Sterling Vineyard Sundays podcast. We are a church passionate about encountering Jesus and sharing his love with our city. To find out more about who we are, visit our website at sterlingvineyard.co.uk. So yeah, so I'm just going to move into a little short talk just now. So kids, you're absolutely welcome to to listen um, as best you can. There are also some word searches and colouring. I know that sometimes it's quite hard to sit for a wee while, but I won't be too long. Um, And there'll be a wee video clip to watch as well. So our kind of theme today is love God, love others. But does anybody know what day is coming up in February? Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Does anyone celebrate Valentine's Day? Oh, Stan. Oh, that's sweet. (laughs) Ali and I started off celebrating Valentine's Day because actually it's the day that we started going out. Um, But that soon stopped. (laughs) Um, So those who celebrate Valentine's Day... You might see this as an extra special day um, to maybe tell others or someone special how much you love them, how much you appreciate them. Um, Think about how we do this. What do we do? We often send cards. We might give sweets. We might just tell people how much we love them or how great we think they are. And as we heard earlier, uh, the Bible tells us that love is from God and that God is love. And when it comes to the Bible, love seems to be everywhere. But how many times is it exactly mentioned? So how many times is love mentioned in the Bible? Any guesses? What do we think? Jack? Oh, stretches. Cheeky. We've got 21. Do we think there's any more than that? 537. Any other thoughts? 7,000? <laughs> Two and a half thousand. Anyone else? Elise? 12,000. 1,200. Noah? 10 million. 10 million. What do we think, Ben? About 700? Okay, so the answer is, well, there's not really an answer. So <laughs> it depends on who you ask. Um, according to the King's, King James Version, the answer is 310. But then when it was updated to the new King James Version, it changed to 361. The English Standard Version came out and claims that love is mentioned 551 times. And then the New Living Translation mentions love 645 times. But when I went to actually cross-check that, it was saying upwards of like 800, 900 times. So it kind of varies. And does anyone know why that is? Why does it vary so much? Anyone want to be brave and tell us why do you think it varies so much? Chrissy? 
Yeah, different words for love. So I'm going to talk a bit more about that in a wee second, the different words for love. But I thought we could just hit pause because some people were asking about prizes. And I've got a wee activity, a wee memory verse activity. And um, you need to listen so you know what you need to do. I've actually only got six. So if those, are the, if, if there's children who want to take part, you might just want to stick to one of these um, tables at the front here. Um, or if anyone else at the back wants to take part. <laughs> um, so I'm going to give each table a bag of sweets. And... Every time, I'm going to read a Bible verse or passage in the Bible, and every time you hear um, a word relating to love, you're going to pass the sweets to your left. But every time you hear the word not, you're going to pass it back to your right. Okay? And by the end of the passage, whoever the sweets, who's in possession of the sweets, that's your prize. You get to take that one home. Okay? Yeah, thanks, Johnny. Dear friends, we should love each other because love comes from God. The person who loves has become God's child and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love to us. He sent his only son into the world to give us life through him. True love is God's love for us not our love for God. God sent his son to die in our place to take away our sins. That is how much God loved us, dear friends. So we also must love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us. If we love each other, God's love has reached its goal. It is made perfect in us. <laughs> So feel free to do with that as you wish, those who have uh, the sweets in their hands. Okay, I'm just going to pop a few discussion questions up on the screen just before we move into our last bit of our talk. So there's three questions, um, just so you can have a quick chat about. Discuss the time you needed God's love. How has God shown his love for you? And what do these verses teach us about real love? Okay, so discuss the time you needed God's love. How has God shown his love for you? And what do these verses teach us about real love? So we chat about that, have a bit of discussion. And uh, yeah. Okay, so hopefully you've had some time just to discuss a bit about, a bit about God's love. So, as mentioned earlier, and Chrissy mentioned it as well, you know, there's so many translations of love in the Bible. Every translation, almost every translation in the Bible has a different number for how many times love is mentioned. But who's correct? Well, all of them. Like I said earlier, there's no correct answer. Um, and it's partly to do with the English language and because of the way that it's translated. And the problem is that the English language is not very precise um, in its descriptions, particularly around love. So, for example, I love my husband, Ali. 
I love my friends and I love chocolate. Um, but I don't love my friends the same way that I love Ali. And I definitely don't love chocolate as much as I love him, although he might disagree. Um, but you see the problem. So the English language uses the same word love to describe um, a variety of different feelings. Um, and it's only when you kind of unpack the, the original languages of the Bible ancient Hebrew and Greek, um, you'll see that it's much more precise when describing the emotions of love, and some of it depends on situation as well. We don't have time to break these down further, and I'm no skilled linguist, I'm no skilled theologian, uh, theologian sorry, to even begin to do so, um, but I just want to focus on one type of love today, and you might have heard of it, and I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right, to be honest, um, but agape love, have we heard of agape love? Yeah? Does anyone know what agape love is? Gabby? God's love. Yeah, good. So it's God's love. Um, so Matthew 5, 43 says, You've heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. So we've, we've kind of heard that verse um, and different kind of um, like relations to that verse as well. The, the word love, though, that's used in this verse um, is agapao. Is that how you say it? In Greek, and comes from the word agape. So agape love appears 142 times in the New Testament and is considered the best uh, Greek word for God's love. The word means to show honor, affection, kindness, goodness, and it's not because of a deep emotional connection, but rather out of integrity. It's a choice. It chooses to show love regardless of whether it's mutual or reciprocal or not. It's unconditional love, undeserved by the receiver. Agape love is the love that God has for us. And even when we mess up, even when we don't spend time with God and, and you know, whatever the situation, he still and always will love us. 1 John 4 verse 8 says, God is love. And it's considered, this kind of translation is considered the highest form of love in the New Testament. It's the love that Jesus um, commands us to have for God and one another. Jesus replies in Matthew 22, uh, 37 to 39, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is love your neighbor as yourself. So it's a choice that says no matter what the person does to me, I will love them. No matter what happens in my life, I will love God. And it isn't based on, you know, emotions, persons, circumstances, situation, but it's upon choosing to love no matter what. So I thought we could just have a wee look at a video clip about agape love. This is from the Bible Project, um, and it should just come up on the screen now. So if you've heard of Jesus, you probably know about one of his famous teachings called the Golden Rule. Do to others what you would want them to do to you. And this, actually, is a restatement of something else that Jesus said, that the meaning of life is to love God and love your neighbor as yourself. Now, that's really beautiful, but what does he mean exactly by the word love? It's an unclear word in English, because you can love your mom and you can love pizza. And if the word love means the same thing in both of those cases, your mom's going to feel real bad. So what did Jesus mean in his language? Well, first of all, this love your neighbor phrase is a quotation from the Hebrew scriptures, where the word for love is ahava, 
However, the language Jesus spoke and taught in from day to day it was a cousin language of Hebrew, that is Aramaic, in which the word for love is rachma. But then, as Jesus' followers spread his teachings around the world, they translated them into Greek using the word agape. But here's what's fascinating. The earliest followers of Jesus who wrote the books of the New Testament in Greek, they didn't learn the meaning of agape by looking it up in ancient dictionaries. Rather, they looked to the teachings of Jesus and the story of his life to redefine their very concept of love. So one time, Jesus was asked about the most important command in the Jewish scriptures. And he first quoted from the ancient prayer in the Torah called the Shema. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart. So love for God is the most important thing. But then Jesus quickly followed up by saying another command from the Torah was also the most important, to love your neighbor as yourself. So which is the most important, loving God or loving your neighbor? Jesus' answer is yes. To ask the question means you don't get his point. For Jesus, they are two sides of the same coin. Your love for God will be expressed by your love for people and vice versa, they're inseparable. And so this makes it clear that for Jesus, agape love is not primarily a feeling for someone else that happens to you, like our phrase, I fell in love. For Jesus, love is action. It's a choice that you make to seek the well-being of people other than yourself. Jesus also went on to teach that genuine love for God and others means seeking people's well-being without expecting anything in return, especially from people who are in difficult situations who can't repay you even if they wanted to. According to Jesus, this kind of generous love reflects the very heartbeat of God. And he took this even further. Jesus said that the ultimate standard of authentic love is how well you treat the person that you can't stand. Or in his words, you shall love your enemy and do good to them expecting nothing nothing in return. For Jesus, this kind of enemy-embracing love imitates the very character of God himself. Now, we wouldn't be talking about Jesus still today if he had only said things like love your enemy. This is how he actually lived. Jesus was constantly helping and serving the people around him in very practical and tangible ways. And he consistently moved towards poor and hurting people who couldn't benefit him in return. He showed love for the forgotten ones, the people who usually fall through the cracks. And when Jesus eventually marched into Jerusalem, he made himself an enemy of the leaders of his people by accusing them of hypocrisy and corruption. But then instead of attacking his enemies to overthrow them, he allowed them to kill him. Jesus died for the selfishness and corruption of his enemies because he loved them. After Easter morning, Jesus and then his followers claimed that it was the power of God's love for the world that was revealed in Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. As the Apostle Paul put it, God demonstrated his own agape for us in this. While we were still sinners, the Messiah died for us. Or in the words of the Apostle John, God's own agape was revealed when he sent his one and only son into the world so that through him we could have life. And for John, then, this leads naturally to the conclusion, beloved ones, if that's how God has loved us, then we ought to show love for one another. So Christian faith involves trusting that at the center of the universe is a being overflowing with love for his world, which means that the purpose of human existence is to receive this love that has come to us in Jesus and then to give it back out to others, creating an ecosystem of others-focused, self-giving love. And that's the New Testament meaning of agape love. So as I talked about, we were looking at this agape love, this unconditional love, this choice to, look, to love others. And I mentioned the verse um, already about um, the commandment about 
loving our neighbours as ourselves. And Ali mentioned at the start uh, during the announcements that this is actually the last family service for a couple of months um, until Easter time. Because in February and March, um, we want to take part in a couple of community Sundays. So for those who've done this before, um, we did it back in kind of August time. And basically, this is a way for us as a church to show love to others. We want to bless our neighbours. We want to bless our communities. And um, when we started out in August doing the Community Sunday, we gathered together um, and tried to bless our neighbours and communities in different ways. Part of that was kind of intercessionary prayer with a view of also doing kind of prayer, maybe ministry with people in Stirling. So a team of us went for a walk, we, we stopped, we prayed over the city, over communities, <clears throat> over different people. Um, we also kind of prayed to God for opportunities to maybe pray with people as well. And we had a team that went out and did some litter picking in and around Beechwood Park and in the school vicinity and in the local St. Anne's area. We also had a team um, who kind of split theirs into two. They had uh, little bags of joy that they gave out to people in Stirling with things like um, some sweets and coffee vouchers and some seed, um, seeds for planting and things like that. Um, and we also pulled together some bigger bags to kind of nominate, or we asked people to nominate some families that they wanted to gift um, kind of an extra special little um, bag of joy to with kind of food vouchers or gift voucher, things like that. So we're really excited to be doing this again. Um, and the plan is um, that each small group, so Nick and Margot's and Abby and Katie's, are going to choose a month each. And within your small group, you're just going to set aside some time to gather some ideas, to chat about it, um, and maybe come up with some um, kind of two, three, four groups, whatever it might be, about what we could pitch to the church, get people to sign up to on the last Sunday of the month, and we can go out and do it. And remember, it's just about loving people, it's about blessing people. Um, so we'll post more information about that once we've got the feedback from our small groups. Um, and even if you're not within... Yay. Even if you're not within, uh, in a small group, um, you're not missing out. We will still gather the ideas back as a whole church. We'll get sign-ups on Church Suite. We'll get these emailed out, and you uh, can sign up and get involved on the day. Um, so that's a bit about our Community Sundays. So the primary focus of our Community Sundays is love. It's about blessing people and loving them without anything in return. But I also wanted to consider about the rest of our day-to-day -day lives. What about in our schools, our universities, our workplaces, um, whatever it might be where we're interacting with people who maybe don't know Jesus. How can we show love as well as the message about God's love and the promises as well of God who might not have heard about it before? And I guess part of that might be thinking about how do people show love to you? How do you show love to others? Um, how would you let others know about God's love? So I just wanted to finish uh, with a little challenge. Um, and this is um, a, a post-it note challenge. This is completely personal. It's um, completely, um, you know, just to do with you. You don't need to show anyone. You don't need to talk about it. That's fine. Um, but I'm just going to put some post -it, stack of post-it notes on each table. And you can just take one away with you. And I just want you to consider... Um, the kind of question, I want to love others by. 
So that's the question I want to love others by. And maybe just have a wee think and see if you can jot something down on the post-it note. Then you can do what you want with it. You can fold it up. You can put it in your purse, your wallet, your pocket. You, know, you can do whatever you want with it. But just have a wee think. I want to love others by... Um, and obviously the theme is love because of our community Sundays coming up I think, you know, it's obviously Valentine's Day there's also random acts of kindness day as well so maybe it's something practical maybe it's something prayerful um, it's up to you um, but yeah, everyone grab a pen and a post-it note and see if you can think of a way to show love to others okay, so I'm just going to invite Katie and Abby back up we're just going to finish with a little bit of worship Um Obviously, kids, adults, you're welcome to, to join in with worship. Uh, kids, I've also popped a couple of little sheets on the desks. Um, two things that are up to you if you want to fill it out, if you want to take it home, that's fine. Uh, one of them is a neighborhood harp. So this is a... Um, way to basically get to know our neighbours, think about our neighbours, our kind of physical uh, neighbours of near where we live. Uh, a reminder how to pray for them um, and kind of pray into God's kingdom coming onto our streets where we live. Um, and the other one is kind of mission ideas. Um, so again, kind of thinking about different steps, different ways that we can show or demonstrate God's love, love our families and our neighbours, uh, just as, as the disciples did when they received the Holy Spirit. So kids, um, you're absolutely welcome to join in to worship or you can have a wee go at the neighbourhood sheet um, on the desk as well. So I'm just going to pray to close and then we'll just move in to that time of worship. And once worship is finished, um, Katie, um, then that will be us finished for the, the morning. And you can grab some more coffee um, and pastries or whatever left on the tables. So yeah, Heavenly Father, we just, we thank you so much, Lord, for the reminder this morning of who you are and of your love for us. We thank you that that love is unconditional, Lord. We thank you that it doesn't matter what we do or where we're at, Lord, that you love us. God, I just pray that as we move into the rest of this week, Lord, that you'd be just challenging us, Father, to think about how we can show love to others, Lord. Whether that's easy love, Lord, in terms of being practical or doing things for those that we know or care about, or the trickier love, Lord, where we're loving people that that are harder to love, that, are, that have wronged us in some way, Lord. We just pray that you would be with us in those situations, Lord. That you would soften our hearts, that you would bring healing and forgiveness, Lord, to situations where it can be really quite hard to know love, to identify that love, or to, to show that love to others, Lord. We just ask for your wisdom in this. We ask for your support and guidance in this, Lord. Because ultimately, Lord, we want to be like Jesus and we want to follow this command, Lord, to love others. And God, as we move into this time of worship to close, Lord, would that just be on our hearts and our minds? Would we be praying um, and thanking you, Lord, for your love, but also praying for those, Lord, um, that, that don't know your love? Would we um, be thinking about who or how we can show your love to those people over the next few days and weeks, Lord? We thank you for this time together, Lord. We just pray your blessing on us today and for the rest of the week. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Stirling Vineyard Sunday podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, please visit our website at stirlingvineyard.co.uk or find us on social media at Stirling Vineyard Church. <laughs>